In this episode, we talk about how active women need more sleep than the average person due to our energy expenditure and usually running around trying to keep a household afloat. But most of the time, because of this, we get less than the average person just trying to organize everyone else and yourself. So these three hacks have helped me prepare for a solid good night's sleep, even if you don't get the recommended amount. Because sometimes, if all you can get is some sleep, it's better to go deep. Enjoy the episode. I've spent the last decade of my life studying self-improvement, teaching yoga, having babies, and using myself as a human well-being guinea pig. And now, I'm on a mission to share this happiness. This podcast is here to give you the hacks and the answers. You're now part of a small group of do-it-all active women who are trying to live their best long and healthy lives and have fun doing it. But because we do it all, we have to do things differently. We have to do things smarter. And we do that by becoming well-balanced babes. Join me while I continue to learn, apply, and redefine the art and science of self-care and well-being using simple and effective techniques for our do-it-all lives. My name is Colette Parat, and this is Cozy Moments. Good morning, everyone, and today I am here talking to you from a wet and warm northern England cloudy morning. (laughs) Um, It was torrential rain this morning, but so beautiful when I woke up really early to have some time to myself um, with a coffee and a book. And I just got to watch the rain hammer down outside, especially now in the summer when it's really bright outside still, even at five in the morning. Um, So that was nice. Anyway, welcome to the show. And today I wanted to talk um, a little bit more about uh, sleep and how it impacts us in our day-to-day lives and what we should do to get more of it and why we need more of it ourselves. So um, just to start off, I am in the process of finishing up some training for a half marathon that I will be doing um, this weekend on Sunday. Um, I'm speaking to you today on Tuesday. So up until now, I've been doing some pretty intense training in terms of uh, preparing for this race. Um, And I don't, to be fair, I don't normally do many races at all. I, I usually actually only do a race every once in a blue moon, maybe once a year. So for this, for me, it's kind of um, a bigger deal. I usually just enjoy my fitness for um, the moment that it is and for how it makes me feel and balances me out and keeps my mood in in a good place. Um, As we all know, um, with me having young children, you know, you need a bit of an outlet every now and again. So... Basically, what I wanted to share was with this intense training, I went 
and, and, and another thing is I, I'm tending to match up with a lot of other girlfriends of mine and amazing women who are either also running the event or are just runners themselves. And you tend to book things in with people in advance. And of course, you want to keep to your word. So uh, on Friday, I ran um, 12 miles in one shot which was very pleased for that. It was quite challenging, but managed to do that um, and came out of it alive. Of course, managed to do some really good stretching afterwards and brought my kids to cricket and then also um, followed it with a pint. So it was a pretty, pretty good session all in all. And sorry, there's a lot of uh, excess noise. Apologies for that. There was a lot of uh, excess noise as I'm out walking um, around the neighborhood and now down to the river. But uh, as I was saying, so I ran 12 miles on the Friday night and had a nice evening of it. And I could really kind of feel it a little bit on my body at that point. I could feel some niggles. And then I'd also made a promise that the next morning um, at gosh, 7.30. So I ran, I ran probably about four or five o'clock in the evening on the Friday. And then Saturday morning at seven, uh, eight o'clock in the morning, I ran another five miles with another five to six miles. I think we ran six miles with another girlfriend, um, which was also great. And I could feel, um, afterwards again, made sure to do my stretching immediately afterwards. Um, and I did some treatments with um, heat bag and I even did <clears throat> a bit of a, an ice bath um, straight after the second run for a few minutes. So I was trying that out. Um, but, but the point I wanted to make is like I did feel how that taxed on my body. Um, and it was pretty obvious what my body was telling me at that point. And the, the muscles were saying, oh my gosh, Colette, we are not used to this. <laughs> and what are you going to do about it to make it right? Because obviously you can't keep pushing on like this because that's how we get sloppy and we get injured. Um, so as much as an eager as I was to go ahead and do all of that, um, I did make sure to do appropriate stretching and things to make sure that um, the recovery was appropriate and also put my feet up to be honest. I did take multiple uh, bouts of time to put my feet up but this is not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about sleep. So what I found is that on the Saturday I was very, very lucky because um, it just so happened we were going over to my in-law's house for the weekend, <clears throat> and we got over there, um, and it was for a bit of a family celebration. My husband just so happened to be doing a triathlon on the Sunday morning, but usually because I have the most wonderful in-laws in my life, um, I was able to have a lion and what they usually do is they're very very kind and when the kids wake up in the morning at their house the kids always want to go and see them because they love their grandparents so they go straight to them and they leave mum behind and they go up and they have their breakfast and do whatever so I just thought for once I'm not going to set my alarm and I'm just going to see how long I sleep and I have to say I was completely shocked because 
my body was had been very sore. I'd eaten well. I'd uh, because my husband was doing a triathlon the next morning. We were doing um, total carb loading meals, the whole family. So I had a nice, big vegetable-based pasta, um, you know, with nothing interfering there in terms of like cheese or anything really heavy. Um, so I'd had that, and I went to bed. And I didn't wake up, and keeping in mind, my body clock normally wakes me up at 5.30 in the morning, um, most days, because of what I've trained it to do, but I did not even bat an eyelid until 9.30, um, so that's four hours later, and I woke up and I remember thinking, oh, it must be early, but actually, it was four hours later, and it just dawned on me at that point that... Obviously, my body needed to sleep, um, and that being active women, especially ones that are really into fitness and running and running after kids, <laughs> um, especially if you have young ones, that we, more than most people, need our sleep. I mean, they say as human beings what we need f uh, five... No, 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 more than five. Uh, six, seven, eight hours. I think seven or eight hours is basically the ideal recommended sleep um, for people who, for any, the average person. And I mean, there's there are a few people, I think, that um, can live off of sleep deprivation. I, I forgot, there, there was something I read in the past that there was a, there is a type of person that can live on little sleep successfully, but that is not the majority of us. Um, <laughs> and there's a certain term for that uh, type of person. But um, anyway, what I have uh, discovered is that us women um, who are active, we need a lot more sleep than the average person. And then that got me thinking about kind of what my normal routine is when it comes to sleep. Um, which I'm, I'll be honest, I struggle with every week and it is a battle, but I know that it's important. Um, so whether or not you're an early riser or a late riser, I do try to make sure I always get seven to eight hours <clears throat> of sleep and I try my best not to compromise on that. Um, and if I do, then a day later in the week or a different day of the week, if I can't hold to that, um, I'll go to bed earlier or I'll try to go to bed earlier um, and I'll really slow down and kind of have a self-care evening in bed where I do a face mask and just read a book or watch a bit of a film and then go to bed. So um, I just wanted to give a few uh, tips kind of on how to make sure that we do get that sleep because if we don't, um, if we don't, what happens? It basically takes our body longer to recover. Um, it takes our body and muscles, yeah, it takes them longer to recover. Um, you will be functioning in a less optimal way, of course, and, you know, you'll feel it. You'll still feel, um, the effects of the exercise and you'll feel the effects of, um, just being fatigued throughout the day and nobody, nobody likes that. Um, so I guess some key tips that I do to make sure that I kind of stick to this type of thing is first of all, I I set out with intent, 
that's the first thing. So I make sure that I promise myself that tonight I will be going to bed at X time. Um, and you know, for me more recently, it's been, uh, you know, I am in bed, closing my eyes and turning off the lights at, at 10. Um, so, and how can you, how can you do that? So first there's the intent. Second, I always give more time than needed. So when you're rushing around the house after the kids are in bed or after a long day at work, I always make sure to kind of, I don't actually set an alarm, but sometimes I do if I know it's going to be a busy night. I set an alarm a half an hour uh, before my bedtime that I want. And it depends on how long your nighttime routine is because for me, I really benefit from uh, stopping earlier, going upstairs because I don't know about most people, but I am definitely a faffer. Uh, when it comes to go to bed with brushing the teeth and then going ahead and making sure that I put on, um, you know, my different, you know, like nighttime creams, <laughs> brushing my hair, um, and, you know, so there's lots of different things and, you know, I put various lotions on and stuff, whatever, depending on the day. But, um, yeah, sometimes there's a lot of faffing. So if you say, okay, I'm going to bed at 10, you don't want to be rushing around like five minutes before you're supposed to have your head on the pillow. You kind of want to like slow down the pace a bit. So first is intent. Second is the alarm. Third is kind of like the environment itself. So my husband swears by this. It's different for every person. But they say that um, sleeping in a more like ventilated space um, is helpful for the body and the circadian rhythm as well as, you know, darkness and lightness. Um, so my husband likes to keep the window open for fresh air and um, also draw the curtains completely so it's quite dark. But we have to compromise a bit because... Um, in the summer at the moment, I quite like being woken up by the natural light, um, if it's, if it's a possibility. So, so yeah, we have the intent, we have the timing, we have, um, your environment. So the other thing I would also say is make sure, make sure your sleeping environment as well as having the fresh air, you want it to be a bit cooler, um, in your sleeping environment because you'll find it's hard to fall asleep if you don't, have like the right balance of cool to warm it'll be harder to fall asleep um and then also for environment I'd say just make sure your surroundings um in your bedroom are not a chaotic space you want it to be a place of rest for you a place of clear of clutter I mean for me I'm a little bit OCD so like I can't I have a really hard time going to bed if there's any like clutter or piles of stuff in my room. Um, <laughs> but saying that, it still does happen because sleep will eventually take the priority. But if you're able to kind of like clear that space, it's clear space, clear mind, and then you can find it's much easier to get yourself to sleep. So I think today that's hopefully a good way to get us started off. So just to recap, um, it's about the intent of when you go to bed, um, the timer to make sure you follow that, um, and then it's 
what um, what you do in terms of your environment um, and what's around you and yeah just making sure you get those seven or eight hours a night um, because needless to say more than the average person who doesn't exercise as much as we do um, we need it more than them like they should be doing it but like we our bodies need it if we want to rest recover um, and make sure that we're not injuring ourselves because during that time our body is physically repairing itself so give it the the benefit um, and the ability to take that time to repair our body and our muscles while we're sleeping so I hope this was helpful and we will talk soon have a good day bye did you like what you heard today are you still trying to find the right tips and techniques in order to look after yourself to make sure that we keep living our amazing fast-paced lives well go check out www thecozysoul.com and that's cozy with a z or a z there you will find my free uh, guide ebook which gives you information about how to self-care all the different parts of your body in fast actionable and easy ways and if you're into audio guides I have a link there too So you can listen on the go to this free guide for just a very nominal fee that will keep you self-caring on a day-to-day basis. I hope you enjoy.